What's Glove, the show where we talk about Star Wars characters in the background of the films, TV shows, comics, books that also exist in the foreground of our hearts. I'm Katrina Dennis, and I'm very excited to be here with the Geeky Waffle head person in charge, one of my favorite people, Candice. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm happy to be with one of my favorite people too, Katrina. Yes. Yeah. I, it's always a fun time when I get to chat with you. So I'm really, yeah. I'm excited to talk with you today. I'm excited to talk about Debabalaba today. One of my absolute favorite Jedi on the council, which is saying a lot because I don't really have a whole lot of favorite Jedi on that council. So. <laughs> So I'm really, I'm real hyped. So let's, let's just hop into it. Tell us a little bit about why you chose to talk about Depa today. I am half Indian and I have been a lifelong Star Wars fan since I was like nine or so. And of course I first saw the trilogy and then I was very lucky that the prequels came out like right after I saw that. And I just remember vividly being in the movie theater with my dad who got me into Star Wars. And we saw in the background, this Indian woman in Jedi robes. And that just like, there's so much going on in that scene after Obi-Wan defeats Maul. And the Jedi, of course, just come after everything's over. And it's like, hey, good job, y'all. And I was like, but I see her there. And I'm like, wow, okay, so Indian girls can be Jedi. And that just with me as a child so much. When I first like noticed her, it wasn't necessarily that scene, but in the final scene with like the festival and everyone standing there with the Jedi. And I noticed like her face first and foremost. And I noticed that I'm not sure what the decor on her forehead is called, but in India, yeah. it would be like a binti, but like, I don't think yeah. that's what it is. And Star Wars, it's yeah, because she's from the planet. Let me get the planet. I had it up. I always forget. Shalakta, mm -hmm. which she's human, but the her culture is Shalakta, and that's what they wear. Because she actually has a sister that's an attack of the clones who dies during the Battle of Geonosis. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, that's what stood out to me is like, I had been used to seeing women with binties. I grew up in Miami, mm -hmm. which is just like very yeah. multicultural. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like in, in my like 10 year old brain, I was like, that's neat. But as an adult, like now I know that like it was a decoration that like she wanted to keep and like add to the costume of her character. And I thought that was really cool. It was like my first real exposure to real life culture being put into star wars that was also for me i'm i'm latin latine and and so like in that same trilogy of films i was introduced to bail organa and shelte retrack who is played by a brazilian actress and so i think that was i think that was like really cool it was like a big awakening for like a lot of folks who like loved star wars their whole lives but hadn't quite like seen themselves and that was like the first blip of like when yeah. we see that representation yeah so that's really cool and deba has had she started as a character in the background but she's become such an important like touchstone in in star wars history she's one of mace windu's legacy and her legacy continues on in kanan and ezra and and i would love to like know a little bit more about like what makes you feel passionate about her and what kind of mark you think she's left on the world of Star Wars? Rebels is my absolute favorite of all the Star Wars. I have to admit that. I love the found family trope and I especially love Kanan and Azra's relationship. 
so much of what Kanan goes through as a teacher, you can see that being reflected into what he learned from his teacher, which we see her in the Kanan comics, which is, I love their relationship. She, like, there was something about him that stood out to her. And he was that nosy, like, not nosy, but he questioned everything. And that's something, like, I was, like, as a child. I think many children are like that. You question everything. You want to know everything about the world around you. And a lot of people teased him about that. But she found that intriguing and thought he it saw something in him that maybe, like, other people didn't see. And she still teases him, and it's cute, and they're just, like... They have a good relationship and she obviously loves him. She sacrifices herself for him. And I think you really see him. He has a lot of guilt with that. When you see him like with the clone troopers. Also, he has a lot of hate too with it. But at the end of season one, you see him willing to sacrifice himself for Ezra and the rest of his family. And he finally, I feel like comes to term with her sacrifice and understands why she did it. Yeah. And you know what, Skywalkers, you're, you're all messy. I'm sorry, Yoda, but your lineage <laughs> Fs up the galaxy constantly. But Mace over here, lineage mm-hmm. is looking very nice. What I think is really interesting about that, but is that she maybe not necessarily in Canon, but in the expanded universe, she did fall to the dark side and come back. Yeah. She was one of those characters who like, if for anyone who has read Shatterpoint, like that was a major part of Mace Windu's life. And it was a huge test of his character, not only as a Jedi and his allegiance to the Jedi, but as a Jedi master and, Je- and Deba's mentor and her, his allegiance to her. And I'd love to, t- to talk a little bit about what like the echoes of that we see in canon in, in the Kanan comics. When we first meet Deba, she's in a, a back to tank recovering yeah, and the, yeah. And then the, Je- the Jedi like test her to make sure that like she's fit to come back. And so I'd love your thoughts on that. What I really love like about her in the canon comics, especially like what is in the new canon, the current canon, is that she questions the Jedi taking military ranks, which is something that I question too. And I feel like any Jedi would. So I feel like, like I talked about this on Space Waffles a lot, is like, I believe like Kanan is one of the best Jedi that ever existed in all of the galaxy. And I think a lot of that has to do with her. Is Deppa's like teaching just her understanding of what it means to be a Jedi. Mace gets a lot of hate because he was mean to Ahsoka and Anakin. Really, he was just, dude was doing his job. What Ahsoka was giving him sass. Yeah. So she just sassed back at her, which I greatly dislike the narrative that like Mace's toughness is the reason that Anakin fell to the dark side or it contributed to it or whatever. Like it's, I don't think Mace had anything to do with that. Like I think it was Anakin taking Mace's like critique and instruction too seriously and personally. No, definitely not. Like, yeah. Mace, like if you rewatch like Revenge of the Sith and you like, He's like, good job, Anakin, about mm-hmm. Palpatine. He's like, he knows that that Anakin is emotionally compromised by his relationship with Palpatine. So he tells him to stay because he knows, like, it wouldn't be fair to him to have him go out to that. Even though the Jedi Council, obviously, many issues. Yeah. Especially with the war. But Depa gets it. She is aware of 
the issue when you're considered to be a peacekeeper to be called a general at the same time. And that's something that's also discussed in, I believe, The Queen's Shadow. And she talks with Barris, which I like that it alludes to Barris's turn is what happens, especially to the younger people when they just grow up and become Jedi in the middle of war. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that, like, Deppa is one of those Jedi that's just, like, so unique because even in in the canon comics when she is, like, healing and repairing her body and her mentality, like, you see her recite a twist on the Jedi code where it's, like, passion yet peace. Like, the there is no, like, black and white with her, really. And, like, I hesitate to use the term gray Jedi in any way because I think that what makes you a great Jedi and it is like being able to understand the different facets of the force and knowing that like you can't shut off your emotion you have to feel it to understand it and i think she was one of the only ones in that time who like really got that yeah and that also in the dueling that her and mace and also canon do and to extent ezra is it's an offensive duel too because they understand that you can't just be defensive when you are battling like that and Kanan never I don't believe ever like really is at risk of the dark side and he's in like a romantic relationship he has like Sabine and Ezra are his children I don't care he might deny it but those are his kids like he loves Zeb he even loves Chopper and all those things I feel like give him strength and he's able to have those relationships because of his relationship with Eppa and how she saw the force and how yes it was like there's peace yet passion and the yet because like that's I don't know if it's in current canon but it's like how the Jedi have changed their mantra through the years or centuries even yeah yeah absolutely i think that that spot of like the time we have spent with depa both in the comics and the television show has been radically different do you have any opinions on her character and the shift that was made from like the canaan comics to how we saw her in the bad batch okay first off i was thrilled to see her finally like speak and anything because she she was supposed to be in the dark disciples clone wars episodes that of course um didn't happen but we got the novel of course see i made it about ventress somehow yeah i know it's like (laughs) great that it was novelized we love a character death off screen because they always come back when they die off screen yeah so we don't know okay so i had some issues with the bad batch the way it did because i just I love the way it was in the comics because, again, it echoed Kanan's sacrifice to Ezra where he says, I'll be right behind you. Where, well, that's what Depa says to Kanan. And again, he carried all that guilt. And then right at this point of the end of season one where he is a master and he tells the students, I'm right behind you. It's like him accepting her death and sacrifice and realizing, okay, I understand why she did this. And I'm honoring her too with this sacrifice that I'm mm-hmm. making by turning myself over to the Empire to buy them time. Yeah, I was a little annoyed that it made it more about like the bad batch guys. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, let's let me ha- let's have this woman have her moment, please. Yeah, I was definitely there. I was disappointed because I had spent so much time with the Kane comics. Like, if 
anybody who's known me for a really long time, I did host a co-host a, a podcast with my friends called Hanging In with Team Kanan. And so we were very excited about the Kanan comics. So we went very deep on like how we understood them and talked about them. And our love for Depa is just like unending. So it was definitely a, a bit of a shell shock, I think, to see like retconned in that way. Yeah. yeah for me, I will always... Like, my belief of Depa's end is the comics. Like Me I too. In that way, yeah. yeah. But it was just, like, it was just very, it was jarring to, like, see all of that work that was done in the comics and all of that story building just, like, follow the wayside so that naturally focus could be placed on the main characters of the show. And I, I really hope that we do get, like, some more Depa content because I would love to spend a little more time with her, which leads me leads me to my next question. If Depa's now been on film, in animation, in the comics, and in, mentioned in, I believe mentioned in books, if you, so if you could see her again, if you could spend more time with her again, what kind of story would you like to see her in? Oh, I would love to see her as Ace's Padawan. I'm very intrigued about, like, what their relationship really is like, because, like, we do see explored some, but not, like, in depth. Like, what is it like, Mace, like, pretty much raising a teenage girl? Also, it's very, I always find it interesting that, like, the Jedi and their connection with the people who found them as children. So she already has that connection with Mace as the person who found her and her sister. So, like, mm-hmm. we're did he keep tabs on her from like before that like master polkloon does with ahsoka they're obviously very close because he's the one who found her in philly so do they have that same kind of relationship as much as you know tough mace would have i want to see tough mace deal with that like that would be that's just i think it's such a fascinating thing to like think about when it comes to mace's dynamic with like different people because whatever their relationship was like Deba ended up being one of the youngest members to achieve, like, not just master status, but, like, to join the Jedi Council in her time. And I yeah. think that's that makes her so fascinating. It's like, how did you get there? That always intrigued me, even as, like, a child, like, in Phantom Menace, after I saw it the second time, because I went back to see it the, the second next day. And I went and I was, like, looking for her in more of the Jedi scenes, because I didn't notice her during the, the Jedi Council where... Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are like, hey, here's this kid. Because I was too distracted by Yoda yeah. as a child. Just Yoda is adorable. And I thought he was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed her and I'm like, she doesn't look too old, even though as a child, every adult is old. Mm-hmm. And you also have to remember like, yeah, Obi-Wan is part of the Jedi Council in Revenge of the Sith, but that's after so many Jedi died. So this that's is during true. peacetime that this young woman is a council member. So that just shows like how awesome she is. Yeah, absolutely. Have you at any, by any chance, read any like Depa fanfic or seen any like fan works of Depa that like really hit home or hit you in the heart? I really like reading like the found family aspect of the ghost crew. And a lot of that is just Kanan like reminiscing about his own master and you know, how that reflects with him and Azra. And he does, like, in the series, he's like, oh, you never would have made it with my master. Or, like, she wasn't that strict, Kanan. <laughs> like, you <laughs> think he's just trying to give Ezra a hard time, honestly. I think it, it's also just, like, style. Because that's also something that, like, Obi-Wan says to Ahsoka. And it's not like Obi-Wan, or not Obi- Anakin says to Ahsoka, like, you, yeah. you wouldn't have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but you'll, I think you'll make it as mine. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, that's, it's about personality. If Kanan were Mace's Padawan, I don't think he would have gotten there. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, with all my love to Kanan. 
that child, Caleb, just asking question after question. He would have driven Mace up the wall. Like, I, oh, man. Like, and I just, like, I keep thinking about that lineage and, like, how, like, powerful they are because you think about it and like in the expanded universe and this is like lightly touched upon in in current canon but there are like there are things that we haven't really dived into yet about like the jedi and their practices but like mace's style and subsequently depa's she's the first one outside of him to master it calls or like takes in a way from the dark side and handles it in a controlled way to make his strikes more powerful, more deadly, more concise. And Deppa is the only person within the Jedi order who can, who has also mastered that. And I think that speaks a lot to like who she is as a Jedi, what her skills are and what her character is. Yeah. I remember first season of rebels, the grand inquisitor is like, hey, this form you're using, Debo used it. You must be her, like, her Padawan. He just, like, knew all this stuff. And, yeah, I feel like everything that Debo was able to do was, like, Reason Kanan, one, lived through Order 66, and two, was able to still be a Jedi after all that trauma, which is just a testament to her. Oh, that's, speaking of which, that reminds me of a fan art I saw. I'll have to find it. It was, it takes place during season two and like Kanan's like holding like Ezra up to Ahsoka and being like, can you help train him? And then like Mace Windu's ghost is like, do not touch my lineage, Skywalker, like the like, or whatever talent. It's like, do not curse this. I love that. Yeah. Like I've seen in recent posts, I don't remember who exactly posted it, but it was just like, oh, Mace Windu's lineage is so powerful. And it's like him and Depa and Kanan and Ezra. And it's just like, I love thinking about Jedi lineages that way because those teachings like resonate when you pass them on. I think that like having experienced so much and like having been touched the dark side in some way or another, we haven't even like delved into what exactly happened to get her into that back to tank outside of like she she was in a coma for six months yeah and yeah and then after all that trauma of like grievous killing pretty much all her clone troopers and grievous grievously injuring her pun Mm -hmm. not intended but i'm going with it Uh, (laughs) once she gets out of that back to tank the jedi are like we gotta test you they can just be really i don't want to say cruel but like they're very straightforward and very unsympathetic sometimes they act like yeah. they are but yeah like, absolutely i she was went like, through this major trauma let's give her a minute please let's test her instead of sending her to a therapist yes we oh don't have those here <laughs> if there were space therapists in star wars like half half the problems wouldn't exist exactly exactly yeah i do i would like to talk about her and grievous because she does fight him again i believe in the in the canaan series right i believe so yeah and she like wrecks him she like cuts his hand off and like he's a robot so like he can just get that repaired later but like she really gives him a run for his money and like you don't see that a lot until we get to revenge of the sith and obi-wan like indiana jones is him and just like shoots him in the heart so uncivilized yeah exactly (laughs) uncivilized but this is the man who like wiped out the night sisters like this dude 
is as silly as like he sounds sometimes like grievous is no joke yeah think of all the jedi he has killed exactly that's where that collection comes from and he has not at one even once taken depa's sword and i'd love to speak on like that here you speak on that kind of like skill level and like how she can come back i think from falling at her lowest yeah i think both in you and i we love a good action scene and especially duels and just again oh woman jewelish just as awesome to see and especially general grievous who's like such like yeah we make fun of him a lot especially like lego grievous but he's <laughs> scary and yeah. He, yeah the fact that she's able to like rise above it and maybe even use some of those feelings yeah that's something that i noticed with by like when she gets that new command and she's in charge of new clones and stuff like, this is subtle, and, like, maybe I overread into it. I don't know. I love making head cannons up. But, like, she, though she is friendly and caring to them, there's a really strict divide between her and the new, like, the new set of troopers that she's in charge of, like, right before Order 66. And it's not necessarily that she doesn't, like, trust them or anything. It's just, like... She lost. Yeah. She lost so many. But, like, in the comics... I believe it was Commander Gray who Kanan, Caleb at the time, got to question his motivations about Order 66. So it, that was probably more on Caleb being connected to them because Caleb Kanan makes friends wherever he goes, even though he tries not to, especially as a child. He's talking to everyone constantly. Mm-hmm. Can't shut that boy up. I love him so much. <laughs> He's adorable. I just want to squish his little cheeks. I love him. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Can I make it sad? Oh, please do. Oh, I love angst. Okay. So I was going through Depa again because like it had been a little while since I had read things. But one of the things is, right, the find it interesting that when she takes Kanan on as a Padawan is when Ahsoka leaves the Order because mm-hmm. it happens at the after the Jedi temple bombing. This woman keeps getting injured so much. <laughs> but something that she was able to do with the one of the bombs was to keep the chemicals from interacting to go off. Mm-hmm. So she has an amazing use of the force. Yeah. And that reminds me so much of Kanan stopping the explosion mm-hmm. and saving his family. Yeah. He's a very direct echo of her. Like the reason I knew that Kanan was going to die <laughs> was because what did he say? Like he said this to Ezra a couple, like twice, I think. And I was worried early on in Rebels that he was going to die because he said, I'll be right behind you. Yes. And that's whenever you say that, that's just trouble. I was worried. Like we, I was worried this, this past week when we were watching Andor and I forgot who said it. It wasn't I think it was like Cinta or something. Yeah. And she said to Val, like, I'll be right behind you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, because Obi-Wan tells that to Leia. And that's when he gets like dragged across the flames. Yep. It is, like, it is not a line I like to hear. Yeah. Jedi just lying to children constantly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah, that's, I think that even in like, if you go deeper into that line, it's reassurance when they know it's not going to happen. She wanted yeah. Kanan to keep running and not look back. So she told him that so that he wouldn't. Yeah. I think that was really cool of her, but also very sad. (laughs) Oh, something that when I was really into my Rebels, like, fic reading, when there would be, like, a K-9 
Kanan and Hera baby before Jason, mm-hmm. they would always be named after her. Be like Deba. So baby, a little Twilight human oh. baby named Deba, which I always thought was so cute. Yes, I love that. That's yeah, I expected it to be a Deba if it was a if the baby was a girl. And yeah. you know, I'm in, I'm interested in seeing like who knew a Jason. I think Jason must have been Harris' little brother who mm. died. That might have been his name. That's a really good suggestion. Yeah, because that's just my headcanon is because Thrawn like is like, hey, you had a brother. And we're like, what? Mm-hmm. Which we know he's not there during the Bad Batch time. So something happened to him early on, which mm-hmm. is rough. Which is, again, why Cannon and Hera just got along so well together. They understood each other's pain. Yes. Ugh, I love them so much. Like, I, they're just one of those couples that, like, like Han and Leia resonate with me because they were, like, the first for yeah. me. Like, that was, like, my first ship. But, like, Cannon and Hera was it was this weird echo because it's like i feel like they're my parents but i also just like really want to root for them and like i want them to be like together and happy and speaking of that do you ship depa with anyone at all not really actually i don't think so i would yeah i would say i don't necessarily ship her i thought the flirting with obi-wan in the comic when she gets out was cute but it was also like it felt like friend flirting and also I think just because she was in the council by the time he was a Padawan, there is like that power thing. Yeah, yeah, I figured her flirting with Obi-Wan is just because he flirts with everyone else. It's just like you just give it back to him because that's how Obi-Wan communicates with flirting. Yeah, I thought it was really fun and like it like the way I was like looking at it, it was like this isn't very romantic, but it's really funny and cute and it's like it's some crap that i would say to like my over flirty friend just to like yeah. brush him off and get him out of the way yeah and she has like a teasing personality like she she'll tease and she'll joke and she's much more lighthearted than like let's say mace which yeah i and that ugh, that just leads back to like your point about like i wonder what it was like when they when she was growing up with him because like she they mace had to at some point reconcile with the fact that he was always going to have a Padawan who was a little less serious in that aspect. And I think that like seeing them together would be incredible because she would balance him out so well in that respect. Yeah, definitely. All right. Do you, before we wrap up, are there any other Glup characters that you absolutely love? Like who are your top three outside of Dippa? Oh gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> I love Corky Cruz because I believe he's Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot stop me from believing that. I'm I am currently obsessed with B2 Emo because again, give me a cute little droid. I am all over that. And again, like Talia from Obi-Wan, which I don't know, she's again having someone who is half Indian and half Western European, like what? I am becoming like so spoiled, I feel like. And I honestly, like I was telling people, I was like, I feel guilty because I'm getting so much representation lately. Don't ever feel guilty. Do you like not to be controversial or anything, but like white people have had representation in Star Wars, like over a bunch, like there are like 300 white characters in Star Wars. Like, yes. The fact that you get like two or three, I get like five or six I'm just like, oh, I feel so rich and happy. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, there are like still less than 20 <laughs> yeah. like, also, people in Star Wars. I remind myself like in the world, India has the second biggest population. We're just reflecting that. Let's be honest. We still got some way to go. 
But yeah. Cinta also, I love Cinta. She is a badass rebel. So I joked with Arzi, I'm like, of course, the Indian character has to be the medic on the group. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> how could she not be? <laughs> but I loved her in the left. We're recording this right after the eye premiered. And she is the one who took, like, not quite took charge, but she's the one when Val was, like, hesitating. Is like, we have to get this done. And I appreciate those kind of people and those kind of characters and just how real everyone in that show is yeah. realistic. But yeah, that, that was four. But yeah, Corky Kenobi oh. is my like my Star Wars conspiracy that I'm pretty sure is 100% true. <laughs> I love that. I oh. will go down with this. If we talk about this, like if I can talk about it during celebration, I will bring like a cork board. <laughs> <laughs> or something i want like strings and everything yes, like i, I want Charlie like that clip Davis. from like dave where he's just like never say never and, like, <laughs> yeah exactly and i say this as like somebody who like i don't know i i i love shipping satine and obi-wan as exes i think yeah. it's very interesting and cool the decisions they had to make and the sacrifices they had to make in life. And I think that sounds very weird to people who don't like ship in a multifaceted way, but like, I love them as exes. I love that they oh. argue. I love that they made like those choices in life and it sucks for them. And <laughs> like, they might've made a baby. And they might've made a baby. Like that's, who knows what Corky's up to now. Like that, that's yeah. also something interesting to think about is like Corky could potentially be like one of Obi-Wan's legacies outside of luke and leia who i definitely count as like his legacies oh, despite not being his children yeah definitely hey celebration invite us so that candace can talk about corky kenobi uh, I will, I will, and then i'll be like dang tell me dang. <laughs> come just on do, dude. You, no makeup do just you know not or mm -hmm. shake your head just a little something but yeah i just love those little like crazy things that possibly could be true and i love my head cannons and yeah, yeah and just I feel like there's more stories Deppa could be in. I wish she was in Clone Wars, honestly. Like, it was a big missed opportunity when there's so many stories and so many freaking Jedi in there. Why was she not used? Yeah. Well, like, in the season, mm -hmm. which the seventh happened, but it wasn't what they originally found. Yeah, absolutely. I do hope we get to see more of her. And I think that like Tales of the Jedi is such a great vertical for that. Like I, of course I love the full length novel about Depa and her sister, but if I could get like a three episode arc that just goes in on them or what, like, yeah, what would be great is since Tales of the Jedi, we're recording this before it comes out. It's about Ahsoka and Dooku, which are all a part of Yoda's line. What if we get like Mace's line and the next one, right? I would really, really love that. It would make me so happy. Like, I just, I just love thinking about like Jedi lineage like that. Even me, me and how much I think about Ventress, I equally think about like, Kyneric in that way and how badly he wanted to be Dooku's Padawan when he was a young one like he was vying for it at the same time that Qui-Gon was like in his class so I like to think about all of those little intricacies and like what could have been and what the echoes are from like everyone's teachings like I'm just thinking that it's like Dooku is one of like Ventress's master that her and Obi-Wan flirting is incestuous honestly <laughs> I mean, when you get that, I have a lot of things that, that we could, like, come up with that, 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 that re like, resolution with. But, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think of it as, like, family. As no, like, I know. It's, like, it's a legacy. Like, it's, uh, we see these teachings 
forming and like the parts of them that don't work are like I wouldn't call them like generational curses or anything but like changing those teachings into practices that are better and better each time is something that like is very refreshing to see in the Jedi especially those that you know survive order 66 like I I would love to see Cal Kestis like and how he echoes out the force to another generation if he continues to survive. Let's hope. Like I He's not I, gonna I, survive with the way I play, honestly. <laughs> and he is gonna die several times. He's like, gonna especially to... that Kashyyyk one where he was oh my God. Like, going down the t- <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, if they put me on those vines again, he will not survive. I fell I so, so much on Kashyyyk. <laughs> That was my biggest issue. Like everything else I could do because I had it on easy mode, of course, because I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to get to the story. I want the story. (laughs) That freaking Kashyyyk level. Oh my God. That thing just like, I I, like had to like set the game down for a little while and come back to it after Kashyyyk. But yeah, like I think it's, we have such an open and like, like a huge opportunity to tell more stories about like different Jedi that we haven't spent time with. And I really hope that Depa ends up being one of those because I just, I want to know so much about her. And now they have her animation model all done and ready Let's go. And I'm really hoping we get more anthology animations. Cause again, even though the Clone Wars is three years and there's like seven seasons of it, there, there's still so much to sell. Yeah, absolutely. Or even- My dream, of course, is like for visions to become like so popular and like and well loved that they just start doing like canon stories in anime yeah. style. That'd like, be amazing. I just want more Clone Wars in, but I want it to be anime because I'm like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are coming up to time, and I have had I've had so much fun talking about that with you. Thank you. Where can we find you on the internet? The best place to find me. For my geeky stuff is Candace the Geek on Twitter, and you can find links to stuff over there. Nice. Awesome. All right. I have been Katrina. You can find me anywhere on the internet if you search for Katrina. That's O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. And this has been What's Glup. Thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, What's Glup. I don't think we're anywhere else. So <laughs> and subscribe to the podcast, please. And follow all of the great geeky waffle Uh, shows as well because i love everyone who runs them and i think that's about it until next time may the force be with you hold your gluts close and mourn the ones we have lost in celebration ta-ta